Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we're talking about using your sketchbook to have fun and to explore rather than thinking of it as an art form in itself. But before we get onto that, we want to say a huge thank you to Maureen Ballard and Peter for your latest support on Kofi. We always really appreciate our Kofi supporters because not only does it help us towards the costs of running Kick in the Creatives, but it also shows that you like what we do. So thank you. And we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media. First of all, I want to say good luck to Carrie Finney, who has not long started the Kick 365 Challenge. And I think that has to be the ultimate commitment, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and I was amazed because she started it and then missed a day, so she decided she was starting again. I know, I couldn't believe it. I was like, well, that is commitment. Yeah, it, is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. But yeah, hats off. Um, anyone taking on that challenge, yeah, good luck to anyone doing hey, that. Hang on a minute, you did this last year. I did, but I did, and it is a real commitment. It really is, and I was doing. I, 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 well, I was doing Felicity Fizz as my, yeah. as my daily, and uh, yeah, she didn't post every single day, but I did do something art related every single day. That's but, good. Um, yeah, I was because I was painting obviously at the same time, so yeah. Um, Are we letting you off for that then? Are we? Well, is, is yeah, that, yeah, let, yeah. I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, if you do slaps one day, don't worry. <laughs> just pick your pencil up the next day sometimes life gets in the way and it can't be helped can it but yeah um sana sira she's been creating some really gorgeous pages for art journal january and she started watching some gardening programs um which inspired some really uplifting pages promising the whiff of spring which i'm sure all of us at least here in the uk cannot wait for because i am so fed up with this miserable weather (laughs) we're getting i don't know what it's like in where you are um tara but here it's just it's foggy, it's that misty rain, it's cold. And we didn't even get any of the white stuff. Everyone else in the whole world seemed to get snow. Did you get it? No, we got about four inches or something. Yeah. It's really strange. The most you've had in years. Really? Oh, wow. Because it's really odd because where I live, it's like up on a ridge. So if anywhere you usually get snow, it's going to be us because we're kind of high up. But no, not even a sprinkle. So I was really disappointed um, because at least it would give us something to do (laughs) while we're not allowed out making a snowman or something. (laughs) The other person I noticed as well, um, well, I noticed everybody, but I loved Catherine C. Slater's pages too for the Aqua January Challenge. And I really always enjoy um, Catherine's work. What about you, Tara? What has caught your eye? Well, I really like Esther Arroyo's self-portrait. She's mm-hmm. been in those for Aqua January. I don't know if you've seen them, but she's been really experimenting with different angles. She's been using a mirror to draw, which is so difficult, doing a self-portrait with a mirror, because obviously you've got to move your head to look at your paper, haven't you? Yeah. So really tricky one, but she's been doing some interesting colour combos and some interesting angles. I have really like those. Uh, and then also, uh, Imaginings by Karen. That's a, an Instagram name. She's done some fantastic abstract photos in nature. 
and I'm in awe as well because she's been going out and the temperature there one morning she said was minus 18. Oh I know that is unbelievable. I wouldn't I wouldn't <laughs> even want to get my hands out my pockets in my gloves. No. That. No. I, I'm a fair weather walker myself. Yeah. I mean I, I can't actually be a fair weather walker because I have a dog but I don't like walking in the cold I must admit. So is Karen the one that's been doing those gorgeous um like pictures of tree roots and things like that? Well, she got one where the one that really stuck in my mind was where she's got like a reflection of something. I don't know if it's water, but that's through the middle of bits or something else. I don't know if it's trees or something around the outside. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And there's been so many people taking part in that challenge and it's been really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, what is new with you? Uh, well, not a lot of painting going on at the moment because I'm still waiting for my canvases to come back into stock. And I don't know if it's Brexit or COVID or both probably, but I've never had a problem getting my canvases before. But apparently they're not coming in now until mid-February. It was the 21st of January, and 21st of January came and went. And then I got an email saying, your, your item is not in until 19th of February. So I'm hoping that's not going to be an ongoing problem because you know when you find that material that you just love to use, you don't want to change yeah. it, do you? You're used to it. And um, I did sort of have a look at some alternatives. But to be honest, there seems to be a shortage across the board of various types of canvas. So I don't know what's going on there. But if it doesn't come in by the 19th of February, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to... Um, you know just try, try something, something else. else because it's a commission <laughs> so I've got and it's a big commission as in like a big painting but it'll be nice to get my teeth into that so until then I've just been concentrating on drawing and it was nice the other day wasn't it because we'd arranged a zoom draw and chat session for our Facebook group and it gave us a chance to spend some actual face-to-face -face time with some of our members but it's funny though because you know I'm not used to company when I draw apart from when we go out sketching together. So talking and drawing was kind of unusual for me but we definitely want to arrange another one sometime soon. Yeah I mean I don't do that either. I don't draw with anyone else. No. So it was quite, and what was kind of weird was on screen and Margaret Gray I do apologise because I didn't realise it was you which was slightly daft because you'd put M-A-G-G-R. Oh, yeah. yeah. And being a bit dim at the time, I obviously didn't twig it. And I don't think you did either, did you? Well, no, because a lot of people in our group, it's like, um, I mean, like our Instagram, we have an Instagram page and a lot of the followers on the Instagram have their Instagram names. And one of them's Imaginings by Karen. And of course, when she came on to the, face, the FaceTime session, she was just Karen and I hadn't sort of married the two together yeah. and that it wasn't until afterwards I was like oh that it was you <laughs> yeah. I know crazy what about but I do find those things I um because when I get a bit nervous about doing stuff I get nervous before like I was nervous all day that we were going to do that even though I suggested it <laughs> <laughs> really and, uh, yeah I get really nervous and then I talk too much no you I don't know. yes I do you always tell me I talk too much, so and you're finally you admitting. Well. <laughs> you're finally admitting. <laughs> it's all you. We both, we both do. <laughs> anyway, what about you? What is new with you? Uh, well, obviously, I did that chat and Zoom with yes, you. you did. And, and that, I have to admit, was about the first bit of drawing I'd done since Christmas, mm. which is terrible because I'm supposed to be setting an example here. <laughs> And I just did a bit of doodling. I'd bought one of those. Um, well, actually, didn't buy it. I got it as a present for Christmas. One of those Lammy Joy, yeah, the calligraphy pens, the fountain pen that you recommended. How are you getting and on with it? 
I don't really like it. <laughs> oh, no. You might find it like me, though, where, you know, you asked, um, you suggested that Pentel brush pen for me, yeah. and I hated it at first, but now I really love it. So you might find after a while you start to get to know how it works and, and you start to feel it more, and you might start to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I was only using it. It came with a blue cartridge, so oh. obviously I'd rather use black. Yeah. But I wanted to test it, see if I liked it first. Mm. But I found it a bit scratchy. It didn't kind of, ink didn't flow really well. And I found it just, oh, I just wasn't that impressed. Oh, wow, really? See, mine flows really well. It depends as well on the paper you're using. If you're using paper with a tooth, then it's going to scratch a bit. But um, No, I haven't got a tooth. It was smooth. Do you think it, you just need to work it in a bit? I think It might, it might be that. It mm. might be because I hadn't used it you know, hardly at all. Or it may be I'm holding it at the wrong angle or something like that. Yeah, I, I think with anything new, it takes a while to get used to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I did like the idea of, because I quite like using a dip pen, but I do like it then because it misses and it mm. gives a quirk to it. Um, so, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll have another go, but yeah. But even uh, with a dip pen, I mean, I use a dip pen to draw cartoons with and I only like certain nibs. Yeah. You know, I like the <laughs> flexible ones, but I don't want it to be too flexible. And the ones that aren't flexible are just scratchy to me. So it's about finding what works for you and your style, I think. Yeah, so I'll, I will persevere with it. But yeah, yeah. try again. Pick I'm it decided up. at the moment. Yeah. But as well as that, I, do you know what? This is funny because our last podcast was all about drawing and sketching people, wasn't it? Mm. And we talked about online life drawing. Yeah. And that inspired me to book a class. So I booked an online live drawing class on Sunday, so the day after we did the Zoom call, and I really enjoyed it. But, oh, my God, I was rusty. <laughs> well, what I really like, I really like the quick sketches, and she didn't actually do any in this session. It was like five minutes and upwards, mm. whereas I love doing the one minute, two minute, three minute, that sort of thing. But it really did take a while to get started and i'd started off in a relatively small um square sketchbook and i know they always say go big or life drawing but this was probably i don't know 210 no not even 210 square maybe 190 square something like that yeah and um, and i did one and it i just totally misjudged so i hadn't got room for his feet <laughs> terrible. and um obviously concentrating on the other bits wasn't i um <laughs> How long did that take? Oh, no. <laughs> then I got my a bigger sketchbook out, and obviously still couldn't get the feet in because I was still concentrating on the other bits. <laughs> no, I did. Then I got the feet in fine, but and it was better. I just felt more like I'd got more freedom, just Ooh. going slightly bigger. So it's in between A four and A three. I went <clears> next, <throat> but yeah, I did enjoy it, and I want to make that a regular thing now. I want to sort of do it these once or a week or a fortnight I think mm. to a class because otherwise I'm going to lose what we'd gained when we were going out I'm going to lose yeah. that I so. mean I think once you've gained something like like a skill you can get rusty if you don't practice it but I think it's then easier for it to come back when you take it up again yeah um but yeah you do get rusty I, I think it's like muscle memory isn't it you know once you've been you know you've had biceps not that I've ever had I've biceps, never had biceps no. no but you know it's easier to tone up again if you you know a year later yeah. if you've already had that and with drawing I think it's the same but I know what you mean because I haven't drawn outside well we have I mean we've been in lockdown pretty much on and off since well for nearly a year now 
Yeah. And, and certainly in all of that time, it's not been the right time to go out and sketching outdoors anyway. So I haven't done that for a long time now. But well, I mean, I did once in the summer, but it was only um, drawing buildings rather than people. Yeah, uh, it's. But I know we did it a couple of times, but it was just buildings. But I think as long as you keep the hand-eye coordination up, then you know you're not going to get too rusty. So even just drawing whatever, it doesn't matter as long as you just keep up your skills. But um, to be honest, you know, obviously we're coming up to February. It's been Christmas, hasn't it? And it's always a bit of a slow start i think to come out of that and get back into things i think especially at the moment yeah i want to as well because i know whenever i do live draw or anything like that or when we mm. go out in london yeah i always stick to black and white and you do as well in general yeah and uh, i really want to start using color for me i think color would be something i would add maybe later on because my thing about sketching outdoors I just want to get down what I see the other thing the one thing I would do is you know where we used to go and sit and sketch those musicians and things like that yeah yeah people really moving around and I think I would be happy to to do some watercolor um on something like that where I'm sitting and watching someone for a while but when I'm say, say for instance when we used to go to Trafalgar Square and we just sit and draw the people um you know on the benches and things like that I just want to get the people down and I can always add color later on but I quite like it when people just add color in certain areas and leave a lot of white so I might experiment with that next time yeah I like that too yeah although I don't think I can't imagine ever coming home and adding color afterwards no I think for me the moment would be gone then. yeah I don't really mean necessarily that I mean once I've got everything down even oh, if they've gone yeah. just to sit and play with the sketch afterwards and add some color afterwards you know just to areas you did that actually because that one that got rained on I remember yeah. when we were sitting in that cafe you were adding a little bit of color to cars and stuff weren't you I think I just added a re some red to maybe a post box and a car and it seemed to work really well yeah. Just uh, it was two spots of red, but it just made all of the difference. I think it just spoke of London because of the red, you know, with yeah. all the red, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I suppose that leads quite nicely on to what we're talking about today, which is using your sketchbook to explore and have fun. And with the kind of sketchbook flip-throughs that you sort of see nowadays on social media, you know, it's easy to think that a sketchbook should be this work of art in itself, but it's really, really not the case. And besides those sketchbooks that you see online, they're often by someone who's mastered a particular style or technique, and they keep their sketchbook purely for that purpose. Sketchbooks like that are made to be shown, um, and even when artists just show random but beautiful pages from their sketchbooks, you know, they're showing it because they're pleased with the result. That doesn't mean that all of the other pages are as successful or as beautiful. And of course, they're not necessarily going to show the sketches that just didn't work. So when it comes to sketching, don't be intimidated by what you see online, because remember that life online is highly edited i mean take this a podcast for example it's only because i'm so good at editing <laughs> that i managed to make tara sound like she knows what she's talking about <laughs> but she doesn't really know what she's talking about <laughs> I, don't. I really don't <laughs> yeah but um yeah what's your take on it anyway about these sketchbook flip throughs that you see well that's why i really wanted to talk about it because 
I was looking through some of mine and actually maybe we should start a project called the Unperfect Sketchbook Flick Through. Oh, yes. I like So that. if anyone dare do it, do it and call it uh, the Imperfect Sketchbook, something like that. Hashtag the Imperfect Sketchbook. Or, perfect, or perfectly imperfect. Yeah, we'll have to... Yeah, I don't know if that's already gone. We ought to, we should have oh. we should have only just saw this, but we should have checked out a hashtag, shouldn't we? What we'll do is we will try and create something and then we'll get back to you. <laughs> yes. yes. Next next podcast. Should we should we have a quick Yes, talk let's that? do that. Let's do yeah. that. So uh, but that means we're gonna have to flick through our imperfect sketchbooks, obviously. <gasps> it's funny you should say it though, Tara, because um interestingly you know recently i can't remember why you asked me to do it um but you asked me to send you some drawings from old sketchbooks maybe some oh i think it might have been for the our last um episode which was about drawing and sketching people wasn't it no i only wanted one or two you sent me about a hundred yeah i just i'll just send them all you can choose (laughs) (laughs) but it was quite interesting because i i had to go back and look at some old sketchbooks because um, you were sort of saying well, maybe a life drawing picture or something and I don't know and I, I remember I have sketchbooks I remember putting in my cupboard and thinking oh god that'll never see the light of day that's that's an embarrassing sketchbook oh that's awful and it was really funny because I really did not like those sketches or those sketchbooks at all they were just a means to an end they were a method of practice really and that was it but what was interesting is when I got them out, as I was looking through them all, I was like, oh, this is really fun looking through this stuff. It really takes me back. And no, not everything was perfect. But funny enough, I, I'd drawn this person. I'd drawn this, this woman a, amongst a few other sketches that I'd done on the same page. And I think I was pleased with the other ones. But this particular face I'd drawn, I felt was absolutely horrendous. And I'd so what I did <laughs> is I used that... Um, to draw I use that as a, an excuse to draw another drawing on the same page of a hand pointing at the sketch yeah. saying and on, on I think above it I put something like a hideous sketch or something <laughs> like that so I kind of drawn attention to it and also attention to the fact that I know it's bad I don't need anyone to right. look at it and go god that's bad yeah. but funny enough when I was flicking back through the sketchbooks I found this sketch and I thought I don't know really what was wrong with it. It was all right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, is it, was it that bad? I don't, I don't think it's that bad, you know. So it's interesting. And um, yeah, just just going through them all, I was like, wow, you know, these aren't that bad at all. They show a history of um, stuff that was going on and I could tell how I was feeling. It was great. Really good to look through. So don't ever throw a sketchbook away if you don't think it's good because I guarantee in a few years' time you'll look back and you'll think, oh, I, I haven't seen this book for ages. You know, it'd be fun. Yeah. So anyway, what I was saying was when I look at sketchbooks, it is quite intimidating. You see all these beautiful, beautiful sketchbooks and you start to think that's what sketchbooks should be like. And yet if you flick through mine, to look at some of the sketches, you would think that I had absolutely no drawing talent, what at, you know, at all, zero. I couldn't draw anything. It doesn't look cohesive. It looks scattered. There's bits of bits of me trying something, bits of me trying something else. But the only sketchbooks I've got that actually look like they are more together are ones I did for our February Faces challenge. Mm-hmm. So then I've got this one topic, faces, and the whole thing 
it's just a little and I think little sketchbooks make it easier to do that as well so yeah. you've got a small like a a5 sort of sketchbook and each one's a face but my others it'll be one page you'll turn and there's this attempt to doodle a character and then you'll turn the page and I've tried to do an abstract face and then at the side of it I've doodled something with a biro and then you turn it over and then there's me trying to draw Kevin you know what I mean? <laughs> and then there's oh I've tried to do something else just completely scrappy but the weird thing is that people like different things so I wouldn't show people though seems like we're going to show people a lot of my sketchbooks <laughs> but Kevin was having a look I don't know why we do it but what I suppose there's nothing to do is there so we were sitting one one night and he was just having a look through my sketchbook I was showing him one and there was this page and he goes oh I love that I would have that on my wall and it was the most hideous thing you've ever seen. <laughs> I'd be and really I, interested to see this, this it's sketch. It's awful. And all it was was I'd been playing around with some like markers. I got some watercolour markers, Windsor and Newton ones. And I hadn't used them for ages. So I was messing about with them. And I'd drawn this weird face. It was when I was trying to overlap faces. So I'd have a face and then there'd be an animal coming out of it, I think. Mm. But it was hideous, this thing. <laughs> he, says, he says, I love it. So it just shows you that even though you think you've got a hideous sketch, it doesn't mean everyone else will think that's a hideous sketch. I think as well that you're quite um, self-critical because I remember when we did that Zoom sketch and uh, sketch and chat session and afterwards yeah. I said, oh, what did you do then? He goes, oh, it's oh, horrible. I haven't drawn for so long and it's really stiff. And you, you showed it to me and I thought, oh, I love it. It's great. I loved it. Oh, so no, it's just it's just they were stiff they were stiff and, and but that just goes to show you're an experienced artist and you even get those um you know you even look at your drawings and think oh my I could have done so much better so you know I think a lot of people are very self-critical about their sketchbooks aren't they but yeah but with, with a sketchbook the funny thing is you're not even supposed to be creating a perfect drawing are you no of course not it, that's not what it's about no no, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't expect an author's first draft of a book to be perfect. So why should we treat a sketchbook any different? It's just a place for initial ideas to see what works. And if you think about someone who might be writing music and playing a bit of music on the piano, trying to work out what notes could go well together, and, you know, it, the, the first melody will probably not be right. <laughs> it's just and you have to work on these things and... They'd have crossings out all over the place, wouldn't they? Where yeah. they've changed their minds, Absolutely. scribbled something out, written notes, changed the mm. lyrics. But you're, you're talking about, really, aren't you, a sketchbook that you've got where nothing's con there's no consistent theme to it. So you haven't done, a, you know, a sketchbook full of faces or a sketchbook full of Kevins or a sketchbook full of dogs or whatever. You've, you know, and this is where I think I I'm like this with my sketchbooks. I, um, I'll have a sketchbook, uh, like a sketch of a horse on one page and then I might have a, a face on another. And, but actually, I find those more, more interesting, to be honest. And, but you should always have at least one sketchbook, which is just a place to experiment and do what you like on every page and not to be afraid of the results and not to think, oh, I, I'm, I've been doing nature in this sketchbook. I don't really want to now go to still life. You know, it's often those experimental pieces and those experimental pages and, and sketchbooks like that that can lead to something 
interesting later on. You just got to think of it as jotting down ideas on any page you like and just seeing what what works. Not everything is going to look good, and that's absolutely no. fine. Sometimes it's the like I said before, the imperfections in a sketchbook that make it much more interesting anyway. And I think it's sometimes it's following a train of thought, isn't it? Mm. Because you, like you were just saying, you you try something, you're experimenting with something, and then you'll think, oh, I don't really like that, but that's kind of interesting. So then that sets you off on another tangent then. Yeah. Tangent. <laughs> tangent then. <laughs> so then you try that out, and then you develop, but that's why it doesn't look that cohesive, because you might have tried something, even if it was a technique or, you know, I don't know, rubbing pastels over some some other material, or whatever, and you think, oh, well, I hate what I did there, but I'm going to try doing that with this in this way. So it doesn't look the same, but it's led you to something new. Yeah. And I think you can also use your sketchbook to collect inspiration. Well, a bit like that, you know, you're trying out different things, but you could also collect memorabilia, so like labels, tickets, colour swatches, photos, or fabric. You included a wrapper in something, didn't you? Is that like going on a train or something? Yes, I did actually. <laughs> it was a Mars bar wrapper. <laughs> yeah, and it was, and I, then I drew it as well because I was I I was really cross because I'd gotten a train to London and I'd bought um, a Mars bar because I was just needed something sweet and I remember being absolutely horrified that this Mars bar was extortionate. I needed a second mortgage <laughs> to buy this, this Mars bar. And be, just because it was on a London train station, it was probably three times the amount it should have been. And, and I, I was so emotionally, <laughs> what's the word? Like, I don't know, that, maybe that's a bit Enraged. Deep. Yes, enraged mm. by it that I had to, I, that was the first sketch I did. I thought, right, I need to draw this Mars bar label, which I did. And then I included some text about how annoyed I was that this blimmin' Mars bar was so expensive. <laughs> But other people make these big political statements in their art. Yeah, you complain about Mars bar prices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I've experimented with um, receipts as well. So I've just drawn over bits of receipt. And mm. I think I think I did a coffee drawing. We were, do you remember we were doing some sketchbooky stuff? And yeah. I, I did one. Was that over? A, I think it was over a, a ticket, over a ticket, a receipt or something it like was. that. Yeah. Coffee drawing receipt. And then also over... Um, bits of coffee rings and then you, you know, drew like inside coffee. them didn't you yeah I used them as like circles to contain drawings as well so they became part of the layout of the page but but you can oh, oh yeah one thing I've got I used to have a real thing for yellow paper as well you did yeah <laughs> yeah I had a major thing for like especially tearing out a bit of yellow paper and putting it in a face for drawing especially yeah. but I did it in some of our buildings as well I don't know what it was I've sort of gone over that a little bit at the moment but you can also try cutting up bits of magazines or old catalogues and leaflets and stick them down and use them in your art and I did this oh, you probably didn't see this and they they weren't good by any means but I was quite down when the lockdown first happened you know yeah. my head was all over the place yeah and so I Kevin had some old stuff magazines which is like a gadget you know gadget and tech magazine so yeah. like all trendy hi-fis and stuff and I was cutting bits out of that and then making them into characters so these weird speakers might become a little character's feet and and the page looked terrible but it was just fun yeah and that could lead to something else so you know I like the idea of incorporating that stuff and even though I didn't like that page 
the theory is kind of good, if that makes sense. Yeah. But you can also do do stuff like that. You could you didn't you could just download something online that you see and, and use bits like that as well. Um, I've also recently ordered some free clothes catalogs. I don't know if I told you about this. No. So stuff like I come with a Lands End. I don't even like these clothes for these companies, but they do free clothes catalogs, just little ones. I thought, oh, I'll order some of those just for chopping up. (laughs) (laughs) I've tried it a little bit um, in the past, cutting up bits of magazines, but what I found, um, well, not so much magazines, but collage bits of paper and things like that. And what I found, though, is that the mediums that I like to use in my sketchbook sometimes really did not work well on the papers I was sticking down and so I didn't I didn't get on with doing that no no but what I do like the idea of is um if you look at Lewis Rosignol's sketchbooks you know he's sometimes he has like a Polaroid photograph of an old you know person or something like that and he just put these he'll just put he'll add legs to the bottom of the photo really long legs and I just think I'd do something like that but sometimes what actually drawing over the paper doesn't necessarily work but going back to what you were saying about coffee you know you used your coffee stains didn't you I used to years ago if I because I'd have this white sketchbook pristine white sketchbook and I'd draw in it and if it wasn't a good drawing I'd be mortified or if I got a smudgy fingerprint I'd be upset um you know if if I spilt coffee on it I'd be you know horrified <laughs> but don't worry if you get a coffee stain on it I mean I'm, I feel totally I'm not being a hypocrite here because I feel totally different about my sketchbooks nowadays now I've got to grips with what it's meant to be I don't care if it's got a coffee stain on it or if, if it's covered in smudgy fingerprints. You know, remember, if, if somebody in the future sees this sketchbook and you're no longer around, it's those imperfect things that will help them connect with you and get a proper sense of you and your life and what was going on around you. And you don't get that from a highly polished sketchbook. And going back to Lewis Rosignol's sketchbooks, you know, his aren't just full of... Um, just sketches and I, I one thing I will say is I have sometimes got intimidated in the past by people's beautiful calligraphy handwriting oh yeah oh it's like oh it's an art form in itself and then of course I add my chicken scrawl to my sketch and I think oh that's just that's just ruined it but Lewis Rosengall he his sketches are, are full of writing and yet some of it's really difficult to read but somehow it kind of just seems to add character to the to the you know sketch itself. It's not meant to be legible. It's not meant to be perfect. I suppose it's meant to leave you asking questions about what it says. And I really it's almost like graffiti, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like yeah. that rough street sort mm. of art feel. I love it when people add text to a sketchbook. But again, you know, like I said before, online they'll add text in the most gorgeous handwriting but ignore it it doesn't matter if it's chicken school it doesn't have to be perfect or or even readable you know you use your sketchbook not just for sketching but to make notes to scribble down your thoughts your ideas I've used mine sometimes to scribble down titles for future paintings possible titles and and ideas and 
to test colours. Um, some people use their sketchbooks to scribble down feelings, smells, noises, or anything that's going on around you that will help to, you know, to evoke a memory of where you were in the moment. I just wanted to go back and say that um, if anyone wants to check out, we have actually got a podcast with Lewis Rosignol, haven't we? And he talks about his work and you Ooh. know where some of the ideas come from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can also use your sketchbook to make thumbnails. Now, these are just small drawings that you use to work out compositions and ideas. And they're really quick to do. So if you're working, maybe you're working on a painting or you're just working on another sketch and you can't get it to look right, draw something really tiny. So maybe just like a few centimetres square or something. And then you work out that and then you can draw it full size. And weirdly enough, somehow seeing it small does help you work things out. I don't know why. But sketchbooks can also have multiple different purposes. It doesn't have to conform to anyone else's idea of what it should be. Like one of my sketchbooks I had the most fun with was um, sparked by watching a video by Chris Riddell. Now, do you remember we were trying to get him on the show? Yeah. Uh, and you, I think you sent me this video to watch. And uh, he's, he's basically talking and drawing at the same time. And he's saying, you know, if you don't know what to do, just start doodling and seeing what happens. Mm. So I got out this new, fresh, sea white sketchbook, one of my faves. Ni nice, biggish one, hardback. And I just started doodling, like he said, on the front. And I was thinking, this is going to be rubbish. But they're my favourite few sketches of that sketchbook. Because I ended up drawing, I can't, it was like, I was drawing some little pigs. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what he does, isn't it? He kind of a lot of his characters are created by just making marks and seeing what happens. And I think there was, I think there were little pigs driving a train, and there was a woman running away because it was chasing it, or something really bizarre. But then I got into this, this kind of character style, and I that I really liked, you know. And you know the weird alien alieny type men that I draw sometimes. Yes, like, yes. Like a head full of rubbish, I, I think. Do. That sort of came from another step of that, mm. just from doodling and just from letting my pen go free and, you know, just seeing what happened and let something pop out. And I absolutely, I loved that. That was, I think it's influenced what I do now, actually, seeing that. It's all down to you. To <laughs> <how that happens. laughs> you can also have, you know, different sketchbooks. So you can have a scrappy one for trying out ideas. But then if you wanted, you can have more of the portfolio one, the more finished one on, on that one topic or mm. that one medium. Oh, yeah, definitely. So I'd also recommend keeping a secret sketchbook. Padlock it if necessary. Treat it like a diary. You know, you wouldn't expect someone to read your diary, would you? So, you know, your sketchbook can be just as private. You know, and I remember actually going back to what you were saying about Chris Riddell. We did have him on the show, didn't we? I think it was ep yeah, episode did. 72. And he recommended keeping a secret sketchbook as well. So even a really established and brilliant sketcher often will keep some of their sketches private. Yeah, I mean, another sketchbook I had a lot of fun with was one where, well, the whole sketchbook is like this, but it started off like this, was where I draw a shape see what it looked like and then make it into something inevitably mine would end up as characters or faces so that's the things that I love drawing but you could just draw a random shape and make it into anything it could be a still life it could be just a complete abstract it could be a landscape um and it was this sketchbook that really got me thinking about the perfect imperfect type of thing and one of the weird things is when you 
create a sketchbook like that one where I started doing these random shapes and they became became things and I really liked them and I did about I don't know maybe 15 sketches and I'm thinking oh I really like this I like this sketchbook and then you get this little bit scared to try anything new yeah because you like what you've done so far and um, it's very hard to break from that because if you just carry on doing that you never learn anything new do you you never no. stretch yourself and so I did then start experimenting with you know adding some color to things and trying things out but it still irks me a little bit because I looked through it and think well I like it up to there and I don't like that one but I'm glad I did it because those color and messed up experiments then led me into new things that I do like yeah I mean I, I think that's right don't be precious is what you're saying isn't it because anything can happen yeah but it's hard isn't it after you've done a set of drawings in a sketchbook that you like yeah and then it's then hard to break or well be prepared to try something new yeah definitely because you're almost thinking I'm going to spoil what's already yeah. there you know but I remember feeling like I had to make every sketch into a perfect little drawing you know and it was only when I got over that and just started scribbling and hoping for the best I realized how much more fun I was having and how much more quirky and energetic my sketches were becoming and you know if you if you just don't know how to loosen up your drawings then just by doing something as simple as um, holding your pen or pencil differently can really help start drawing with your hand at the end of the pen and hold it quite loosely so you don't have so much control and you'll be surprised at just how different that feels and how much looser your sketch will appear or you know it just make it'll give it a completely different feel I absolutely love doing that mm. I, I did that with a load of faces and you just because you have no control, you make extra lines than you probably would have otherwise. Because you make a line and then you alter it, if you know what I mean. It's, all, it's full of accidents, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because you can do that, like you're saying. So you can start off with this really loose pen held at the end. You draw something. But that doesn't mean you have to stick with that loose line. You could then go into it and then you can say okay I want to make that a stronger line now and then you put your hand closer to the end of the pencil to have more control so you then got best of both worlds you've got those quirks and the those things happening but then you can tighten things up and add stronger lines and, and things like that I think that works really well that technique oh definitely yeah you can also add like you were saying before text to a drawing and but it doesn't have to be just about your day it could be something funny so you started off with this with like Felicity Fizz, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And I don't know, do you get the line first or do you get the... No, um, no, I don't really know how I... Anyone who doesn't know who Felicity Fizz is, by the way, we should probably explain. I just created this little character called Felicity Fizz and, and uh, I put her on Instagram. And she is, I suppose, a lot of people say, is it you? Is she really you? <laughs> but I suppose she I just draw on things from my life, perhaps. She had COVID the same time as I did, that kind of thing. She's but an exaggerated you, isn't she? She's a very different side of me, maybe a younger me. <laughs> but we're going to do, we're actually going to do a podcast episode, aren't we, on creating cartoons and, and yeah. um, a bit about Felicity on there. So watch out for that one. But ba I don't know where I was going with Oh, yes, you were asking me, weren't you, whether what <laughs> yeah. happened. So. I, ta I whatever I'm drawing it's because I'm thinking what she's thinking 
which sounds really weird, doesn't it? But it might be, at the moment, there's a lot of boredom going on, isn't there, because of lockdown. And I think, you know, we're at the stage now where we're just like almost resigning ourselves to the fact that we're never going to go out again. (laughs) It's kind of got to that stage. And so, you know, I did, I did a drawing. um, Oh, that's right. Um, We, me and, me and Paul were saying, well, thank God for Netflix. Thank God for Netflix. So this, this, lockdown because really it's funny you you can have sky and you can have a million channel channels and you still can't find anything to watch but usually there's something on netflix and we were just talking about that and so the next day i had i had her i literally just drew her feet up on a coffee table um you know with her um remote control changing channels and it literally just said thank god for netflix so i, th- I think it's some, some something i might hear or think and i think of that and i think of a drawing that will go with it yeah yeah but then you can kind of exaggerate can't you, you yeah can exaggerate your life almost oh 100 percent. yeah but, but I mean, it doesn't have to be funny though does it i mean no. yours, yours are funny but it could be something sentimental yeah. or it could be simply a record of a time and a place and what you were thinking but i like the ones you used to draw because you well i know you still do sometimes but you did one what you know we were talking about earlier where you had a you were sketching people and, and one of them had like his head had fallen open and it was full of newspapers and I think it was down to the fact he'd been listening to too much news yeah that was actually from years ago. well it I had the idea years yeah. ago and I redid it but yeah head full of rubbish head full of rubbish watched, yeah. yeah watched too much news but, but the, your one-liner with it was something like a head full of rubbish wasn't it yeah. or something like yeah. that and you had another one with some welly boots in it. What was that one? You had a one-liner that went with that, and it was funny. I had a welly boots uh, once, and I put... Uh, something about like fro- frogs? Washing my bo- oh, no, I had something ages ago where I'd put a uh, pair of boots. Thank you for cleaning my boots, Kevin. P.S. They're dirty again. Oh, that's it. That's right. <laughs> I just put silly silly things like that. But yeah. those one-liners, they, they, can, they can be meaningless to anyone but meaningful to you can't they yeah i mean yeah no one else is going to find that very interesting <laughs> but i've also did one i've done drawings before not so much in a sketchbook but i did some character of like a girl and um and then she had like a handbag hanging from her eye and it said the only that sounds only, painful <laughs> yeah but it was like i can't remember hanging from her eyebrow there was just like this handbag and it said the only the only designer bags she had were the ones under her eyes <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i love things like that yeah just silly things like that yeah but but another thing you can do is to go back to an old sketch and add to it it, it could be as simple as going back and adding some stronger line work or add in some extra color or some collage or paint over the top and obviously you don't want to do this if it's a if it's a sketch that you absolutely love no but i've done it i've gone and looked at stuff and i thought oh it's a bit it's a bit drab yeah. i've got to put some stronger line work in and it completely lifts the drawing and you know, i actually like it afterwards yeah but you can also go the other way and <laughs> you make it even worse yeah i mean if you I suppose with the collage thing, if you create a page that you really don't like and you just can't live with it, then you could collage over the top of it. Or yeah. like you say, draw over the top top of it. Or you can just, you know, tear it out. It's not a big deal, you know. Actually, <gasps> I know, I know, I know. I said it. I said those words. You can you just tear it out. You never used to do that. No, I mean, to be honest, you know, if you can't live with someone and you don't, it doesn't matter. Just, I would advise not to tear something out 
for a long time though because like I said the other day when I was looking through those sketchbooks there was things I thought were awful and I didn't I thought they were okay and you gotta remember it's not just you one day these these books will be something somebody years to come maybe your great-grandchildren will be picking up going you know and they won't be thinking that's a bad sketch they'll be thinking my great nan did this this is amazing fancy being able to find something like this but um yeah just you know if you hate something that much like tara does sometimes add another element to it and and you can sometimes make something you really don't like into something you really do but like i say don't just don't be too quick to judge because as you said earlier tara as well about kevin loving the sketch you hated and i've done sketches in my book that i've looked sideways at but you've loved and often what can happen is something you really don't like now you can feel completely different about when you view it through fresh eyes or through somebody else's eyes so my advice is when you finish a sketch don't tear it out just yet turn the page just don't look at it again until you finish your book yeah I mean I've had sketchbooks I have literally thrown a whole sketchbook away oh that's but it's, terrible no no, no no but it's not because it's not because I'm embarrassed about it it's just because they did what I wanted them to do yeah they were they a means were just, to an end they were just practicing doing stuff and I didn't particularly like the stuff and it was just it was done and finished and that was it mm. yeah yeah and that's that's fair enough yeah yeah anyway shall we go on to our answers to our previous question go on then okay so our previous question was i can't <laughs> believe we wrote this one aside from cooking what is the most creative thing you've either done or seen done with a vegetable <laughs> you you look sideways at that question didn't you but we had yeah, some great answers yeah shall i kick them off go on we have got art by jackie p and she says potato cup printing at school great fun everybody did that didn't i oh, the old yes. potato printing yeah. but she also shared some really clever interest uh, clever interest clever images from pinterest there was a face made out of vegetables and a poodle that was really clever made out of cauliflower oh, i love it <laughs> I've got Adrian Sutherland and she says, I used to make penguins out of olives and cream cheese for my then step-grandson. And I wouldn't have been able to picture that, but she did actually include a photograph, not of one she'd made, but I think on Pinterest, something like that. And they were really cool. Can you imagine how long they'd take to make? I know, I know, but great way of getting kids to try yeah. something new. And uh, I've got Krista Crescenzo and she says, I brought some avocado pits to make watercolour. Oh, right never heard of no, that no me but... either no pixie floodhammer printing with cauliflower as they are make great foliage texture and that's a really good idea and also i noticed somebody else um i only noticed this last night it's an extra one gabriella sawford she says i've used a corn on the cob for mark making so yeah textural yeah. purposes yeah mm. i've got Catherine c slater and she says not done by me but i remember as a child seeing my father decorating the sitting room walls with a floral pattern done with potato prints <laughs> and she was saying because i thought i couldn't really imagine what that'd be like but she said it looked really good because her dad was a real perfectionist mm. yeah i i can't imagine um ever wanting to put potato prints on my walls i must admit but yeah no i remember our first house i remember doing sponging oh yes it was horrendous do you know it's funny it was a thing wasn't it and i remember it my was. sister when she moved into her house and she asked me to help her um, paint her walls and i remember she had like a picture rail going halfway down the wall and then underneath i did rag rolling 
Oh yeah. So you do one shade and then you do another with and you just roll a painted rag over it. And at the yeah. time it was like, oh, this is really cool. Now I, I think it's very nineties, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, because I remember it was it was green. It was like a mint green paint mm. and then a sponge white on the top. So it was a mottled. It's like ugh. <laughs> So I have got um, MUK74. It's either that or MUK74. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, um, snowman decoration, of course. Yeah. I've got Creative Rager. And they say, not a vegetable. My sister gave me a banana with my name on it as an award for dancing badly. A bammy for best choreography. <laughs> it went black after about four days later. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I've got Vecna Optimistica. Um, is bento or decorated food considered cooking or carving? I used to carve carrots so that when you chop them crosswise, they were hearts instead of circles. Fun in the soup. And I remember you asked, didn't you, what bento is? And I didn't know what it yeah. was either. And apparently it's like a Japanese soup. Oh, right. Yeah. Did you not read her answer? <laughs> oh, I missed that. It's because, it, it's because if you've looked at it, oh, it doesn't yeah. alert me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's your fault. I've got Mag Grey Art, and she says pumpkin carving at Halloween. I'm not that good at it myself, but people do amazing things with a pumpkin. Okay, and I've got Leo La Panda. Using plaster in cabbage leaves, it makes an interesting texture and the pattern of a brain. Yeah, I reckon I've got a brain like a cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you have as well. Thanks. <laughs> I've got I reckon two. your brain is like a ball of string that's been undone and played with for a while like by a cat. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah, probably right. I've got Sue H.C. Watson, and she says, I've seen a carrot carved into a flute which was then played on. This is or was a vegetable orchestra. Actually, I, I now she said that, I remember, I don't know when it was at school or something, where somebody made a recorder, like um. Like a like a flute, but a recorder on a, yeah. with a carrot, and they actually played it. It was really cool. Yeah, oh, that does sound good. Yeah, Joe Richardson, she says um, Tara may remember this. Many years ago, when we were at college, one of the projects was to create something based on the seven deadly sins. I chose envy and gluttony and made a booklet with this as one of the pages based on the work of the artist. Archimboldo. Well, hopefully you do remember that, Tara, because none of that makes any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> do you remember it? I, I kind of remember the project, but I don't remember doing it or anything. Is this no, a I, is this um a uh, graphic design thing then? Yeah, this must be more design college together. Ah. But Joe showed a picture, and basically she's made this face. Oh, Joe, you went up. you went to college with Joe. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, I get it. Right. Yeah, I went to college with Joe, and um, Joe showed a photo on in a group with the, a face that she'd made out of food oh wow and i kind of i kind of remember the seven deadly sins as a, a project theme but i have no idea what i did for it and you know i wouldn't remember but yeah long time ago wow yeah Cri uh, I, i've got oh have you got another one yeah i've got kiss to cook oh yes so you have sorry i nearly <laughs> i nearly said that one for you yeah i've got i'm used to that yeah carvings <laughs> LA Thai Festival has the most beautiful carvings of food. Oh yeah, yeah. I went when we went to Thailand. They were brilliant at that kind of stuff. Amazing. It looked like a load of flowers. It was amazing. Yeah. She'd shown a photo. 
So we have got a brand new question for you, which is if you wanted to hide a secret sketchbook, where would your perfect hiding place be? So if you wanted to hide a secret sketchbook, where would your perfect hiding place be? So where would you hide it? Oh, I haven't thought actually. I need to think about this one because if I'm <laughs> going to have a hiding place, it's going to be so good. Mind you, I've done things like this before and then I've forgotten where I've put something. I've put something in such a safe place that I've, I've forgotten where I've put it and I can't find it. Oh, oh well. Hmm. Okay, so as always, you can post your answers in the Facebook group, which you haven't joined, I suggest you do. We'll put the questions up there and also on the Facebook page. And of course on Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. So we hope that gave you the kick in the creatives that you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on whatever platform you're listening to your podcast on, or even just a five star rating if you don't have much time has to be five (laughs) and also don't forget to check out and subscribe to our kicking the creatives youtube channel where we've got some art tip videos and if you do enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at kick in the creatives you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link on our website and it's even more important now than ever because we can't go out and buy coffee (laughs) (laughs) anyway we will be back uh, in a couple of weeks Yep, see you soon. See ya, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Recommend keeping a secret sex book. Pad- padlock it. <laughs> Sorry. Secret sex book. Sex. I didn't say. So. I did not say that. <gasps> I said sketchbook. Did I not say sketch? I said sketchbook. <laughs> you got sexbook on the brain. <laughs> I'm sure you said sexbook. You got a Madonna thing going on. <laughs> right, let me start that bit again. <laughs> I'm sure you said that. You're gonna have to listen back. I'll have to listen back. I didn't hear it come. I didn't hear the words. (laughs) Okay, let me start again.